The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 349 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Joe from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are. What up? How you doing, bro? What's up? It's that time... For the breaking news music. Oh, hit it. Breaking news. What's going on, bro? We have a bunch of important breaking news within the Car Jomez community. Gomez, are you ready? Lay it on me, baby. Let's go. I said, are you Ready. Boom, boom, boom. Break it down. Then, for the two of us in attendance <laughs> and the baker's dozen listening at home. I was going to say 15. It's close. <laughs> Gomez, big news within the car. Jomez community this week. Ooh. Two stories, two headlines. Number one, it is on. It has been scheduled Jeff Manalia will be joining us for our uh, special bonus Tron episode. This so you guys get ready for a special bonus edition podcast this Monday where you oh. will hear the big Tron wrap up, why it sucks and why Jeff hasn't realized <laughs> that yet. But hopefully at oh. the end of it, he will have realized it. Enjoy the handicap match, boys. <laughs> Now, this is a fortuitous bit of timing, as in my social media memories this week, it turns out that it was three years ago to the day, the other day, that I watched Tron for the first time. It's pretty funny. It always works out that way. Always topical we are on this show, right? So funny. (laughs) So that'll be coming up on Monday. Make sure you guys watch Tron, because... I mean, if we got to do it, you guys got to do it, too. It's only fair. Please, watch it with us. Suffer with us. And second, big Ooh. headline, Gomez. Ooh. Our double main man sometimes, Eddie so- Bowman. Oh, wow. It is very yeah. much a sometimes thing with Eddie so Bowman. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> Eddie Bowman had said that he filmed a piece to be in Shazam Part 2, right? That's right, yes. He was left on the cutting room floor, very upset that he wasn't in the movie, but if you get the Blu-ray of Shazam Fury of the Gods, Eddie is included in the deleted scenes. You can see him looking like a haggard Philadelphian, (laughs) which I will say is very method. (laughs) So congrats to Eddie. That's pretty cool. He exists in the... DC Universe. Oh, and I, yes. so he's like pouring water on his head in the picture he sent it's been us. A rough day. So I'm I'm assuming he's got some earbuds in too. He's probably listening to us. So we obviously 
exist within the DC universe as well. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize this. Very big oh. in Philadelphia, this podcast. <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, bro. We're in a superhero movie. That's great. I mean, it might I be the worst one. What else could we're in we it. possibly be doing? I don't no, know. Maybe I, if, if you're in that bubble, they still have Wi Fi in there, right? That's a good question. Like, did, because... did the daughters of Atlas block Wi Fi? Bro, sometimes I walk into another room and the Wi-Fi don't work in my house. So I don't know. You put a dome over it. I don't know. We got to have that fiber optic cable. Mm, fiber. I wish, bro. Oh, oh, it sounds so good. I bet if I switched over, I'd be so disappointed, right? Like all that hype. And I'm like, here it is. Well, and I'll I'll like, what, Back when I still lived in Queens in New York, we had Verizon Fios. And yeah. it was the best. My upload speeds, my download speeds, my connectivity. It was stupendous. Now I don't got no Verizon Fios. I got bullshit internet. Is there even like a a Fios type thing? Like, is there something like when I first moved to Florida? Now you got to remember, I've been down here a long time now. So we're going back like a dozen years. Uh, We had it was like AT&T U-verse. Yes, I do. And that was actually pretty damn good. Oh, okay. But then they, I guess they lost all their money. They got merged or some shit. I remember. Who knows? It doesn't exist anymore. And I know I can't get it because all these communities have deals with the cable companies that, like, only you can come in and provide high speed internet and telephone. And who's the one? Yo, and these bundles. Let me go off about the bundles. I wasn't playing this. Fucking bundles, bro. Who the fuck (laughs) wants a bundle on landline phone? Yo, they so stupid with that. They act like it's a selling point. You get a house phone. Every day, like, oh, you know, this is a special deal just for you. That's not for me. I don't want that. What makes you think I would want a landline? For your fax machine, clearly. The only use I have for it is to connect this Sports Illustrated football phone. And I don't even want to use it because it's a collector's item. No, it's a prop. You can't be making calls on that. Look, it says Sports Illustrated right on it. It does say that. Wow. That's because it's cool. genuine. It's not the bootleg one. Very no. good. I mean, I don't even have like a thing like on the wall where I can like hang my Sports Illustrated football phone to the wall. It's got no. That's a very and the 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 cord is very small. You're not getting no, no, very no, far because I got wrapped up. Okay, all right. I was gonna say like you're not getting far with that, bro. But I don't. I got it in my head like a year ago. I just I was like, you know what used to be awesome. I always wanted. I never had a Sports Illustrated football phone, and I have one. I don't know what to do with it. I certainly don't want to get a landline just to be able to connect it. But every no. now and then I get to open it up and do things like this. It's good to have props. You never know when you'll need props. Ladies love props. Yes, they do. You show a little goofiness, right? Oh, hey, baby. <laughs> That's why I always keep this guitar within arm's reach. Can serenade, I'll play it. I'll serenade you, baby girl. Get comfy. Daddy needs a drink. Oh, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Uh, podcast, even. Please remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to it. Or if you're watching on YouTube, remember to leave a five star review. And if and when you do, 
please screenshot it, tweet it to us at Card Jomez. And if we still have them left, you can be the lucky recipient of an autographed Card Jomez 8x10 as a token of our appreciation. Yeah, and baby. Gomez, so we got some news out of the way. We got our little rant out of the way. Who the fuck wants a landline? The bundle prices. Terrible. It's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. But I do have a little bit of news. I was perusing the ESPN Ooh. Plus app the other day. Oh. I said, oh, let's put on some sports thing to fall asleep to tonight. Yeah. And I saw a trailer for something I didn't even know was coming out. I must be behind in my news. ESPN 30 for 30, two-part special, May 30th, May 31st. It's called The American Gladiators Documentary. Oh, baby. The only reason I know about it is because I got an email from ESPN telling me about it. I don't remember hearing about this. We would have been so hyped for this. We would have been ecstatic about this. Like, we might be the preeminent American Gladiator fan. <laughs> we are so ready. We're if ready. Any bro. people were going to be more excited about an American Gladiators documentary. I don't know who they'd be outside of like Nitro's mom. Like, get out. We brought it up randomly weeks ago. Just talking about American Gladiators. Come on. So this is being directed by Ben Berman, who was behind the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Oh, and we like awesome. the Amazing Jonathan. He's amazing. He's great. He is amazing. I love so him. the the tag on this, the sell is what begins as a traditional sports documentary soon gives way to bigger themes of greed, divergent narratives, and ultimately questions how history itself is written. This sounds like the most important documentary that's ever been documentaried. I got to say, bro. Every fucking documentary now is the, it started off as one thing, and now it's something else. Can we just get a fucking documentary about what it's supposed to be about? about? what no. it's supposed to be about? Like, I just want to know about American Gladiators. It's going to be 20 minutes on that, and the fucking, the rest is going to be the downfall of man and civilization. What are we doing? Uh, the creator. I'm going to be there either way. But I'm, like, I'm watching it, yeah. Like, I don't need line, to be convinced to watch an American like, Gladiator documentary. What are we doing? So, who was your favorite American Gladiator? Oh, man. Like, Nitro, to me, felt like the Hulk Hogan of the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was the best. I'm trying to think, man. What's, um, what are the ladies' names? Tell me a couple Matt, of because I did like a couple Tyron, of... Lace. Lace. Uh, I think I like Lace. It's been a while. I got to remember these people. I think but Zach Lace. was the one who did Playboy. Oh, I know that was your favorite. Uh, well, after the conversation last week about my enthusiasm for 1990s adult film sirens, um, which we got a lot of feedback on that. There are a lot of you guys out there, you know what I'm about. You appreciated it. So it seems like we have similar search histories. I love it. When's the last time we were excited for a 30 for 30, right? It's been a while, huh? I feel like they don't get the kind of publicity that they used to get. It's yeah. almost like an afterthought unless they, um, unless it happens to be something that falls into our timeline or meshes. Like when the Mets documentary, the four-part one came sure. out, like that was obviously like we follow the Mets. So obviously yeah. that was like I'm over everything we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that might be the last one. There wasn't an, an Al Davis one. Uh, Al Davis versus the NFL. I don't know how recent that is, but I feel like that's one of the more recent ones. Like but the 30 years for 30, ago. Yeah, probably. The 30 <laughs> for 30 theme as a whole doesn't really fit anymore. Remember, that was yes, 30 back. for 30 years. Yeah, and that's 
over a decade ago now. Yes, because there was 40 for 40 they could have did. It ran so long. So, I mean, we keep getting these. They're usually good. They're usually entertaining. Yeah, they're usually you know, good. As long as it's a topic that you're interested in. Yes. But even so, there are times where I don't know anything about something. I'll just like, oh, let me put this on because it's usually good. And I've been like, oh, okay, this is enjoyable. Yeah, there's been a few that surprise you, especially when it's something you don't know shit about. Like, oh, shit is wild. I didn't know they did that over there. Like, in the early days, one of my favorite ones was um, Small Potatoes, What Killed the USFL. And this is before Trump became president and all that. So I found the USFL story very interesting. You know, I didn't know a lot about it. Then a couple years later, Jeff Perlman, uh, who writes a lot of sports books, wrote a book about that, which I'm a big fan of. And um, there was the Valderrama one, uh, Carlos Valderrama, not Carlos Valderrama, uh, Andres Escobar. I keep thinking I'm confusing my Colombian soccer players. But about the 1994 World Cup, sco- scored an own goal and then was murdered. Oh, back yes, when he got yes. Back that was crazy. The, the two Escobar. Escobar. That's what that one was yeah, called. That, yeah, that was crazy. Between wow. Colombian soccer and Pablo Escobar's drug cartel. There were a lot of, a lot of ones early on were like, oh, yes. this is a great story. Gretzky being traded to the Kings and you know stuff like that. So It turned into something like, oh, it's a 30 for 30. Let's watch it. It got that, that name recognition right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very early. Like. The, a lot of the early ones were just very, very strong. So after, a, you know, not even that long, it was like, oh, a new 30 is coming out? Like destination viewing, set your Yes, it, it was like a big thing. Like they would yeah. center a whole week around it. Like, oh, it's the the Miami, the U. Come mm-hmm. and watch it. Like they would build it up for weeks, you know, countdown. The Jackson on one the was the same thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Times have changed. Now ESPN is like, they don't know what they want to do. They want to tell jokes they want to be serious. Like, they don't know what they want to do. It's it, it's what hampers this podcast, right? We talk a little bit about everything. And if people want certain things, they go and just find those certain things. You go to the quote-unquote experts in the field. So, like, whereas as a kid, I used to love Sports Center because it was the only place I could get highlights. Well, now yeah. I've got the MLB network. I don't have to sit through college football highlights that I genuinely don't give a shit about to get to my baseball stuff. So it's it's that kind of thing. It's the buffet when all you want is the steak. Yes, sir. Hmm, so that's good. So when does that come out again, the American Gladiators? End of the month, right? The 30th and the 31st. Two nights. It'll be available on ESPN Plus immediately after it airs. Mm, got pencil that in there, Joe. Right oh, my God. Out. Absolutely. That's a must-have sure. for, for you and I and, and for this podcast. Oh, baby. I love it. Mm. Uh, Joe, so, uh, you know, you say you had a busy week. Um, I didn't have a really busy week because, um, why not? We, uh, we got COVID in this house. Why would you do such a thing? It's been a, it's been a, it's been a not fun weekend of just sitting around, not doing a damn thing, being sick. Oh, did you know COVID was still around? It's still a thing, Joe. Yes. <laughs> I did know that. I thought yeah. it was gone, right? We know. I thought it was gone. No one talks about it. What happened? You still get people who get mumps. Oh, my God. The mumps. Fuck yeah. Me. Remember that song by the presidents of the United States of America? The mumps, the mumps, the mumps. They still exist. <laughs> oh, so with COVID, uh, the only thing I could do was watch a lot of bullshit. So I watched a lot of bullshit this week, Joe. Mm. I'm excited. Tell me about that bullshit, Gomez. Well, the first bullshit, it's not bullshit, but we talked about it uh, last week 
or the week before, whatever it was. Uh, Muppets Mayhem. I finished it, yeah. Joe. Fan, this show is fucking fantastic, bro. What a great goddamn show. Oh, I love this thing. It's just a tremendous use of the Muppets. Like everything, to me, it's the most Muppet feeling thing in a since, long time. Since the first Jason Segel Muppet movie. I'm sure. It was so good. Bro, the episode when they eat the expired marshmallows so they can do a trippy <laughs> drug episode. Fucking brilliant. It is, oh, I'm just sitting there, just the biggest smile on my like I said, we both said it, right? We we like the Muppets. We love them. We don't yeah. love the Muppets. Yeah. But this this made me, I was like, man, I love the fucking Muppets. They're the best. This is so good. And it's nice to have like some smaller use Muppets being yes that's what I said I want more give me here. more Muppets with some side characters yeah Kermit's great and stuff but you know give me let me get Fozzie doing something on his own a little bit let me get like the premise know, of, of the other show people. is great oh Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem have promised to put out their album for decades they said they'd do it once they stop touring the problem is they've never stopped touring well I'm in you sold me on that alone <laughs> And then they just put together a fantastic 10 episodes. I, Like I said, I can't talk it up enough. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Did you happen to enjoy Zoot doing his casting call for people to play him because he didn't know there was a documentary? It was good, yes. I can, right away, it's like, oh, who's, who should play me, man? <laughs> I love my man Zoot. Oh, they're all good. They're all, they all get a chance to shine. The humans were good. Like the humans weren't annoying. It was yes, there just enough. Right. Perfect. Oh, Zed, fantastic. Fan- Is I know. Get to see Zed. Do those uh, TikToks exist in real life? Like, is there an animal TikTok oh, like that you a, can follow? A animal, a animal, and, see, and see if he does. Like, I want to see if they like actually put this up to promote the show. I, in all honesty, they probably did. Right. I don't usually see why they people do that. But like, I haven't even thought to look for it. That's so good. Oh, I loved it. Rec- highest recommendation. Please check this out. So I'm going to go on TikTok right now. You know, I'm a big TikTok guy. Yes, you are. Hannibal. Yeah, mm, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay, let's. It, there might be an. There's probably there, there's a account. Hannah animal. Mm, there's probably 100 accounts that are similar. And uh, maybe I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> this is how you podcast. No, yeah. I don't know. If there is, I, I can't find it in the time I've taken to look for it. So now we move on. <laughs> Go watch Muppets Mayhem if you haven't already. Please. It's the best. Oh, my goodness. Oh, In my free time also, I did a lot of uh, Zelda playing. Did I you mentioned get the new them. Zelda game? I didn't get the new Zelda game because I said I want to finish this other one. And uh, I had mentioned that I wasn't really loving it. Well, I love it now. It's totally different. So, like, I wouldn't say it's my favorite or everything, but I'm having a lot of fun. Breath of the Wild, that's the one I'm playing, the first one. Um, it, like I said, it's so different. So I, I see it as something else. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, would I rank it in my top three? No, but... I want to play it all day. Like if I have free time, like, Hey, I've got to find some shit to do over here. You know, the open worldness 
is interesting. Like I, this map, bro. You, I gotta show you a picture of this map that I have to deal with. And there's like hidden things all over. So it gives me. I have played the. It's like a GTA. It's probably the best way I can explain it. Right? Mm -hmm. People so play like Grand Theft map. Auto. And do they do they even play the missions? Right? You like no, you play one I've mission and then you just you just fuck off. Right? You just do whatever side mission. So that's basically what I'm doing with Zelda. It's there's a mission. I've done two main missions, and then I said, yeah, I don't want to do this, and I've just been finding this, finding that. So because of that, I'm loving it. But I do miss just like you know, I do wish someone would tell me just go over here, and I can't do nothing else. You know, just straight line. But it's good, and this new one that came out. Bro, the whole gist of this one is, like, you get to build stuff. So, like, you take, like, some rocks and you build a thing and it turns into a weapon. When you get more crafts, you could turn it into, like, a, a floating device that'll help you float from one place to another to reach something. So, of course, because there's lunatics in the world, people have found out how to make, like, drones where they're just, like, making these things that are just going around the map, destroying anything that moves, and they're just collecting the stuff. Like, you would, people are making cars, rocket ships, blasting off into space. It's, like, amazing. Like, the physics and the mechanics of this game are wild. It's insane. So, like, that's making me, like, oh, I got to finish this other one because now... I kind of want to build some crazy shit. Yeah, I'll like I want to have some crazy shit here. So I can't wait. Soon enough, probably by the end of the month, I'll I'll jump on to the next thing. Hmm. Well, I know the the new Zelda game obviously was a big deal. Midnight release, which I didn't know they did anymore. I saw. Yeah, one of my friends put it up that they. I was like, this is a thing. It has to be just for Zelda, right? Because what other game would warrant? A I mean, Call Madden of Duty or something, so big, right? I guess, but I don't. But is it is it still big like that? I I don't I don't play Madden enough to even know. You know, like yeah, I, don't I know. only like pick I just, up Madden maybe like once every five years at this point. Now it comes on on Game Pass. Like uh, I could play the most recent Madden like now for free. Now mm -hmm. that like the season's over and shit, like like yeah, here you could try you know Madden twenty three. Yeah, you know, a couple months before the new one comes out. And I'll just download it and just be like, eh, fuck around with it. It's definitely not something I do. Well, Gomez, I spent the week catching up on a show we mentioned last week, or you mentioned last week that you had watched some episodes of. It's uh, on Freebie, which is a part Ooh. of Prime Video on for Amazon. Yeah. It's Jury Duty. Oh, and snap. We spent a lot of time last week comparing it to the Joe Schmo show from 20 years ago on the Spike uh, TV network. And if people were paying attention and if you were following Gomez at the address below here, twitch.tv slash Mez movie, you would have seen that Gomez put up season one of the Joe Schmo show streaming on his Twitch channel and you could have tuned in for it. Oh, it was so good, bro. Oh, what a great show. Let me tell you, I, got a notification saying oh mez uh movie is live on twitch streaming the joe schmo show and i was like holy smokes here <laughs> we go i tuned in right away and let me tell you that show still rules it's so good it's so like, good it's, it's even better than i remember and now don't get me wrong there are things within it that you would definitely not get away with now which sure. is crazy because like 20 years ago I felt like we were so evolved and so far, like, and you're like, oh no, can't can't do that in today's world, which is nuts. 
like there's the keep your hands on the hooker game that they play. <laughs> yes. Like imagine having adult film star Tony Roberts come in and you just got to keep your hands on her breasts until the last person falls off. And and the and the swerve in the game too. Like just certain things about it, but man, like it's still fun. It's it's got its cringe moments, it's got its heartfelt moments. It's just a good show, and they really hit the jackpot casting that guy Matt as it's their protagonist. Like they, they never, nothing worked out better than that. That's like the best casting in the history of TV. The show works because of him. He falls for every little crumb they put out. He fucking leaps right into it, and then he's so sincere and. Like goes above and beyond. It's just amazing. He and is even when amazing. the actors screw up, like in episode one, there's a very bad screw up by the guy who plays the older man. They have like a whose underwear is whose underwear game. thing, yeah. And the guy completely botches it, and this so dude bad. just doesn't even pay mind to it. He's like, wait a minute, and he's like, oh, you know, I just my glasses. I can't. Kristen Wiig did a great job of, of covering it, yeah. of covering it with it. She's like motherfucker <laughs> but then there's like another instance of the the blonde girl forgetting where she lives yes. and like where her family's from and it's like whoa because she's talking about growing up in texas and he's like wait a minute i thought you said you were from milwaukee <laughs> that's a big difference yeah no shit <laughs> but joe schmo show still really good uh i don't know how long gomez will keep it up streaming for but this is why you need to hit that follow button over on twitch.tv slash mezmovie. Stuff yes, like this. Sir. Yes, sir. I warned you. <laughs> and so we talked about Jury Duty last week. I watched it. I watched all eight episodes straight Ooh. through. Are, have you completed it? No, we're halfway done. Okay. I Once I started, I kind of couldn't get enough. Sure. So... The whole premise, like Gomez mentioned yesterday, it's a guy getting called for jury duty, but everybody's actors except for him. And yeah. one of the big, not a swerve, but one of the big features, I guess, is that actor James Marsden, he's Cyclops, you know, like he's just in this movie getting called for jury duty. And Gomez explained it last week. But the way he plays it off, like, oh, you you don't think I'm going to have to stay, right? Like. Yeah. I shouldn't be getting called. I, I have a, I have a big old, I have a, a big meeting with a director. I got to take. You think they'll let me out? They'll let me out, right? And there's one scene right at the beginning where like they break for lunch, and James Marsden like tries to make oh, he's a gonna scene. Buy as, he's gonna buy everyone lunch as the judge yes. walks by and says, "Oh, who's this famous person buying lunch? I should let him go." So funny. He's the best part. I love him. He's so good. He's so good. So good. and even once again, this is this show is another case where they found like the yes, right guy. He was for it. very good. He's, He's very good unassuming. He didn't know what he was involved in. I guess he never served jury duty. Which before. is just like, well, what do you think? It's this wacky every <laughs> case. This like, <laughs> and I love the fact that they picked such like a weird case to make this show about. Like, it's not like they said, oh, we're gonna do this high stakes murder trial where. No, it's just like a workplace injury case. And it's like, yeah, it's so silly. you know what? Like, I guess everything could be feasible. Like, if you don't know any better, why not? I guess. But it's like, <laughs> when they show the animation, when he's like, we got an animation that's even better, bro. <laughs> and it's the worst animation you ever saw. How you not like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
Oh, it's good. I'm t- like it's it's definitely and it's quick and easy, right? The yeah, half hour episodes and they go quick. They're entertaining. The cast that they've surrounded him with are very funny. Uh, outside of James Marsden, the guy who played Sewage Joe on Parks and Rec is also one of the jurors. So, so, I mean, I recognize him right away, but I'm a big Parks and Rec guy, and that show occupies permanent space in my, my brainwave. So, Sewage Joe is always going to be a guy for me. How'd you feel about the show once the trial started? Were you still, did you find that half as good as like the process of setting it up? I, I did because I, I love how they kind of tried to kind of push the envelope to see how much they could get away with with the guy Ronald like still buying into it but it just turned out that he took the case so seriously because he wanted to make sure he was doing his due diligence as a juror that like he was the foreman very important (laughs) they could have done anything and i swear this guy would have bought it hook line and sinker that's what they cast great see there's gonna be a season two and they're gonna rush it and they're gonna get someone who's not yeah and it's, it's gonna be not as good but I thought this show was really good. It's free, guys. Prime Video, Amazon Prime Video, Free V is the section it's in. Jury Duty. That's all it's called. Jury Duty. Go check it out. Yeah, it's the old uh, IMDb TV. If everyone ever watched that shit. I don't think there was ever anything. (laughs) I mean, I, I use Free V sometimes. I'll go into the section as I scroll through the app just because they'll have like a lot of TV shows. And you get them with commercials, whatever. But like I was rewatching the X Files. I like the X Files. Sure. I have one of those TVs that as soon as you turn it on, it's like Amazon. Okay. You know? So like it's like it's always like promoting some some bullshit. So that's why like I'd be like, oh what? This is a show? Oh, Miss Maisel's back. Oh, look at this. Not that I've ever watched it, but it's like I know about it. I know when it's Miss yeah. Maisel time. But I didn't get nothing about jury duty. Jury duty to me exists totally because of word of mouth and what yes. was showing up in my social media timelines. Last time I turned on the TV, though, it went on jury duty. So I think it's because people really? talking about it. Yeah. It's like there's one of the flashes that came on. Oh, they're like, watching oh, us. They're listening to the podcast. They're, they're fucking listening. Always listening. <laughs> uh, today, when we're recording this, Joe, uh, HBO Max officially turned to Max, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. Baby. What the end of an era, as I like to call it, or the so beginning sweet. of an error. As I think most people would call it. Oh, so apparently. Where, where you do know, you get that HBO listen. Max was too confusing? I never even knew it was a combination of HBO and Cinemax. I just thought it was like HBO to the max. <laughs> apparently HBO is too highbrow for some people, you know. As as much as we say it turns people on, like, oh, HBO. Apparently it turns people off. And so this is trying to gain new viewers by, you know, there's HBO on here, but it's not just HBO. Yeah, we're going to dumb this down. Well, listen, people get paid the big bucks, right? And uh, I'm sure they'll fucking be fired if this doesn't work. So, bro, good luck. HBO is synonymous with premium programming. And I think think that's a good thing. But supposedly it's not. That's that's what he swears. I don't understand at all. Like, it's not like we're saying this is all like some fucking British royal family bullshit. Like it's fucking Sopranos. Everybody cursing and shooting each other in the goddamn head. What well, what is the problem? Like that's too high brow. Fucking that's too much. Under. I just Everybody want getting fucking ass raped on Oz is too high brow. Bro, I just want 
housewives. I just want a cooking show. I don't want all that that show with scripts. I don't want that shit. I get all my I want reality TV. I get some animation. I get all 29,000 seasons of South Park. I got a five-part documentary about Shaq. What's wrong with that? Ooh, I was watching Venture Brothers while I was sick this week. It's so good. The, the Venture best. Brothers, all the, all the Adult Swim shows are on there. So good. I So when I went on earlier, my Xbox did not automatically update. I had to download this new app that said Max. Mm-hmm. And so I did it, uh, you know, nice and easy. And so I was scrolling through, and I saw there's a Gremlin show on there, Joe. This animated really? Gremlin show. I remember it was coming out. I didn't know it was coming out so soon. It's so called... it's out or it's just a placeholder for it? No, it came out today. I guess it dropped with the new app, you know? It's called uh, Secrets of the Mogwai, Gremlins. It's like this oh. little cute gizmo on the screen. I don't know if now, it's is gizmo. Is it weekly or is the whole series? I think it's weekly. Drop? It's weekly because there's only two episodes up there. Okay. So that's usually what they do. They do weekly, I guess. What's today? Today's Tuesday? Usually they don't do yes. Tuesday shows. Usually Thursday. So I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday, but I'm excited. That'll be something I'll be watching this week. I'm so excited for that. See, I mean, it's probably that. not good, but Who cares? Already. It gives us something to watch. We're always looking but, for stuff to watch. Listen, so far, Max is off to a great start with me. Fuck HBO Max, bro. <laughs> you got a fucking Max. gremlin show on I day got one. a gremlin show. Yes. See that? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I got to I got to see how my app is working. I was told you shouldn't have to like enter all your credentials and stuff yeah, again. I didn't, but I don't know if if it's just an Xbox thing and if you're on PlayStation or this that. I downloaded the new app and when I opened it it said, "Hey, good morning, Mike. There you go." And it had my profiles. I was like, "Oh." Cuz I got it through AT&T, so I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I used to pay for HBO, and then I found out it was free, and I said, yo, I've been paying for HBO forever because of Game of Thrones and shit. Fucking years of $15 a month, bro. Oh, this is terrible. But now I know, so I was nervous with Knowing this merge. I was like, it is. So I was nervous that I wouldn't have HBO no more, but it's still free with my AT&T. But it's a pain in the ass to log in because you got to log in, and you got to log in with your AT&T, and then yeah. it does this. It's a real pain in the ass, so. Oof, thank you, Xbox, for making it easy. <laughs> the one thing it does, TV. Fucking stupid. Uh, something else I caught up on this week, Gomez. Oh. I hadn't watched at all. You mentioned you were watching it. It's a big show. Both of us enjoyed seasons one and two. But we haven't talked about it since. And I'm talking about season three, the final season of Ted Lasso. Oh. Over on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, now, I am hearing some not very complimentary things about season three. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm I'm kind of with the, like, it's okay. I haven't been loving it. Uh, I enjoy these characters, so I enjoy spending time with them. I don't necessarily like what all of them are doing and what they're spending time on. I also don't like that this is was a quick half an hour show, and now episodes are 40 minutes, an hour. It's like, this is supposed to be my quick, easy show. Now it's like, I got to make sure I have time to watch a fucking hour and a half episode here, bro. So I don't, I, the episodes haven't been that long. Um, there's been 10 so far, two more to go. Um, the episodes are longer, though. And I think from what I got, what I gathered from watching is that it seems like they kind of split the characters apart where the stories don't involve the interaction of like yeah. the group of characters anymore. 
but so much as it's like one and only one in each story. So now they have to make these episodes longer so they can get to the points about Ted, the points about Roy, the points about the owner, uh, Rebecca, and her how she's feeling about her ex-husband who owns the other team now. So it's almost like everybody's kind of split and doing their own thing. And you're right where I don't love this season. Um, it was, especially in the early episodes, it was so heavily focused on the soccer stuff, which I'm okay with. Like sure. they introduced this new star player, yes. Zava, and it just fell out of place. It did. And then it just kind of stops. Also. And then like he just, just kinda... like up and retires and they're like, all right, we're back to what we were doing. So it's like, you yeah, know? it's like, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird storyline. I don't know if it's going to come back within the next two episodes where like he shows up again. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it does feel out of place. And we do feel like we've kind of gotten out of what made the show so endearing in the first place. Um, but obviously the running theme is that Ted kind of feels like his time may be up in England. Sure. So uh, I'm, I get like a, and it was actually referenced in one of the early episodes this season where they make a Mary Poppins reference. Hmm. And I wonder if that's like what they're going for. Like Ted is Mary Poppins where he like, he shows up, he, he inspires everyone, he teaches everyone, and then he leaves. You know, this Flies is the final season, so... You know, yes. he's, he's missing his his son. He's missing Kansas City. Apparently, That's Coach Beard is not missing America as much. <laughs> he's having a great time over there. Why would you? There's still a lot to like about this show. I mean, sure. the characters are very good. Yes. Uh, but it does seem to be missing that that link or that that connection we had from the prior two seasons. Roy Kent remains flawless. Just perfection. He's the best. <laughs> I just love that when he's running the drills, he yells whistle. <laughs> because Roy Kent has an allergy to metal, so he can't blow a whistle. So whenever he wants to blow the way, he just screams at the top of his lungs, whistle. The best. He's, he's one of my favorite TV characters. He's just, I love him so much. Roy Kent is right up there with Ron Swanson. He's so good. It like, is. He's an iconic, like, this guy is is perfection. What a great character. Do you, oh. speaking of, I, I don't know why I just thought of this, but Ron Swanson, Parks and Rec, I mean, an all-time sure. great character. Yes. Can you think of, like, one specific Ron Swanson moment that would be your favorite? Like, if you had to, just right off the top of your head, can yeah, you think of right off the, I mean. So, I, for, for some reason, I don't know if it's my favorite, but the first thing that, Popped up in my mind was when he has to fill in for April and he's sitting in the chair <laughs> and someone's trying to talk to him and he just keeps turning his chair and the lady's following trying to talk to him and he just and it's just I don't know that was the first thing that popped up. So, and, and this is why the first thing that I thought of when I even said Ron Swanson is they're like in a meeting in a conference room and Ben is talking about like whatever. And Ron's making noises, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I just I just have a toothache, no big deal." And then, like two seconds later, he makes like this growl again. And they're like, "Do you need to go see a dentist?" And he's like, "Nope, don't worry about it." He pulls like a pliers out of his pocket, <laughs> and he just rips the tooth out of his mouth at the table as like Ben goes running out of the room, and Tom faints, and the girl like Jerry is screaming, like everybody's like horrified. And then they cut to him like on a side thing, and he's like. I actually went to the dentist and had that tooth pulled yesterday. 
but I love watching Tom faint, and it's good to show my coworkers that I can take an exorbitant amount of pain. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, just so good. I need so to yeah, watch some boxing. Roy Kent is right up there with Ron Swanson. Oh, my goodness. So good. Yeah, but I, that's the thing, though. Ted Lasso is popular, but Apple TV, I still don't think all right, that ain't a thing. No. Uh, I mean, Apple TV has put out now enough things, enough movies that we catch and we'll watch here and there. But to me, it never feels like enough to subscribe to another streaming service. I mean, even right now, I'm looking at Netflix and I go, okay, what is recently released? And there's nothing there that I'm like, oh, okay, like, like you know I'm going to watch an Anna Nicole Smith documentary. Like, if anyone's going to watch it, it's going to be me. Of course. But, like, I, is that enough to make me – if if I was paying for Netflix myself, you know, I have a shared account, which apparently is going to become a thing of the past again. But they've been talking about it. We'll see. But I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone for Netflix anymore. I say it all the time. Kelly likes it. They just dropped the fucking Bridgerton like uh, sister series. So, of course, she's into it. Like, they always drop with some girly thing that hooks her. So, she's stuck. But uh, me, no. There is something coming out this week, Joe. Uh, there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger show coming out on Netflix. Oh, really? It's called Foobar. Okay. It's Arnold's first live action, like, scripted action uh show so it's a big deal mm-hmm. it's something like um him and his daughter are secret cia agents they don't know that they're cia agents and so it's like a comedy action kind of thing it drops this week it's like eight to ten episodes i'm excited because it's got arnold i'll check it out I, but yeah i mean we watch everything with stallone right we watch that fucking samaritan movie we didn't watch everything bro because stallone on paramount plus he's got a family reality he's got show. a family show. i don't know how much he's in it they're just kind of using I, as him far as i know 90 percent the girls i was gonna say it's the daughters isn't it it's, it's yeah it's probably like he pops it you know oh dad you know and then the 40 minutes is about the girls doing stupid shit you know it wasn't that the same thing when like mick foley did his show for the wwe network it was just like Trying to Pretty make my much. kids famous so they fucking move out of my house or something. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's a reason to keep Netflix, at least for another week. Yeah. An and, and the Anna Nicole Smith documentary. <laughs> oh, I haven't that. watched it yet. I'll get to it eventually. I did watch that Pamela Anderson one, like, from yeah. months ago. Very long. Very long. Was is it a series or like a movie? It's like a movie, but it's like it takes it in such small pieces and feels the need to deep dive on stuff that doesn't necessarily need a deep dive. And mm. it just makes it very long, very boring, very unentertaining. It's it's a very like I I am the target audience yes. for Pamela Anderson documentary. 100%. And just not just not there. We got a lot of good documentaries that come out. Uh, Amazon used to be the king of the weird documentaries. They get the ones about the like the video game hunting and stuff like that. That stuff could be rather good. This one about Pam Anderson, which you would assume should have like some money behind it in terms of you know making a good story here, just feels like they 
filmed and filmed and filmed and nothing really stuck out, so they just left everything in. <laughs> That's that doesn't sound. <laughs> they filmed and just kept filming. Yeah, we got to fill some time. Here. <laughs> Leave the camera running. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't sound too good. Oh, that's disappointing. I know you, you not that you got so excited, but you know, you're interested in that stuff. Yeah, you know, these were my adolescence, these were the, the sex symbols of my adolescence. You know, a Pam Anderson poster was like the equivalent of people who bring up the Farrah Fawcett poster, the famous one from the 70s. You know, I saw this, uh, there's this documentary called Behind the Card. Did you see this? Uh, Behind the Card, no, it's it says, uh, it's about sports card collects collecting. It came up. I was looking at something and a thing came up, and it the cover, the poster is Steve Aoki, you know, the DJ. Okay. Holds like a card. Who appears and, in Muppets Mayhem. <laughs> yes, he does, actually. <laughs> so that's why I like drew my eye. Cause I'm like, Steve Aoki behind the card. And it's just a documentary. I think it's on Amazon Prime. And it's just about uh about how collecting has kind of gone crazy recently. Yeah, actually, everything seems to be slowing down right now in terms of collectibles um, from where we were at the peak during the pandemic. Sure. But there's obviously more people, you know, more people are into it now than they were then. You know, people who were drawn into these hobbies during the pandemic who some people have left and gone back to their lives pre-pandemic and some people have continued to stay interested. It's a lot of work. Got to find these cards and it's just... You know, it's a lot of, Hope. but when you have a hobby, it's like anything else. Sure. You know, but when it's, you're it's, trying to make it, you know, your thing, when you're trying to become, you know, a, a successful person here collecting cards. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I there's mean, a lot of hunting and that. shit like that. A lot of hunting, a lot of scavenging, a lot of saved eBay searches, Mercari searches, you know, joining different groups to buy, sell, and trade, like the Card Foundation page yeah. that you could become a Patreon member for. Ooh. I give a shout out to my double main man, P Bear, there. Because he uh, mentions us all the time. Oh, and he listens God. to the show, which I appreciate. Thank you. Yes. Mm. Good. I'm going to check that one out. That's on Amazon Prime. That card. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out if I see Steve Aoki and his hair. <laughs> He's got beautiful hair. Long, beautiful hair. hair. Maybe I'm jealous of these fucking people with their hairs. Maybe if you throw like cake on your head, right? He's always throwing cakes. That's his thing. Maybe that makes his hair so luscious. Yeah, bro. Like he'll throw like a full fucking Costco sheet cake so let me out say, in the crowd. I have no idea who the fuck Steve Aoki is, and he got like a Funko Pop, and I was like, I'm sorry, but like I'm cool, and I don't know who the fuck you are. Bro. And who's the other one? Bella Porch. That's apparently a person too that got a bunch of different Funko Pops who I never fucking heard of. But I had to like Google who the fuck is Steve Aoki, and now like every time I'm Steve, I'm like, oh, that's the Funko guy. He's very famous DJ. He's got one of the best Fallout Boy songs, bro. Him really? and Fallout Boy. Oh, it's the best. I like Fallout. Back Boy. to Earth. Oh, bro, it's the best. It's so good. We love Steve Aoki in this place. Oh. That's about it, though. Just because of time. We like that yeah. one Fallout Boy song. <laughs> well, that's a, it's basically a Fallout Boy song that's got some electronic music to it, you know. Gotcha. But... <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, old. Oh, we don't know all the celebrities, Joe. And Steve Aoki's not even like a new celebrity. Like, he's been famous for a while. Yeah. But, you know, 
Right, WrestleMania, little Uzi Vert comes on. Who the fuck is this? Who the guy? fuck is this? <laughs> Number one, I don't know who you are. Number two, I don't know why you're there. Number three, I don't know why you're in that very spot when they've just gassed us <laughs> yes. up with this main event hype video. Only like to get us ready to sing the Sami Zayn song, only to have this guy come out and rap. Like now, now you've chosen to be the time to have him rap. I don't even remember if he was like a thing that was like, oh, we're going to have a performance from Uzi Vert sometime at WrestleMania, just like here. But that song he sung is, is very popular. It was like a, a very care. popular song. You could have brought Elvis back from the dead at that point. I would have been like, not now, you boobs. <laughs> oh, bro. Next time there's an MTV award show, I'm going to make us watch it. And we're going to see how many people we know. How oh many my God, songs we know. <laughs> It's going to be scary. Mortality staring at us. I, I probably know even less people than MTV. <laughs> I'm sure there's, you probably know like three people, I would say. Is Fallout Boy on there? Sometimes, yeah. I know Fallout Boy. They're popular again. They I know Taylor hit. Swift. Did you see the viral story about Taylor Swift where the guy couldn't afford tickets so he got a yes. job as a security guard? Brilliant. It's a brilliant idea, And he's standing bro. right next to the stage. He's like just loving life. Good for him. Brilliant, bro. She's uh, she's in town this week. Nice $2,000 tickets to sit behind the screen. How uh, many did you buy? Nothing, none yet. <laughs> Yo, I would laugh when I said I would spend $500. they are fucking $2,000. <laughs> like... I'm so mad at Pete because he wouldn't spend 200 Do you understand how much I just want to bite his face <laughs> off? Because he's like, I can't spend $200 for Taylor yeah. Swift. What are you, insane? <laughs> oh. <sighs> so, Gomez, speaking of insane, this brings us to our main event. Oh, of the oh, what a fine choice of words. <laughs> now, you and I are both admitted Fast and Furious apologists. Yeah, they're, they're there for what they're there for. A good time. We've had nine movies. Uh, they are all some semblance of entertaining. Sure. I have never yes. left a Fast and the Furious movie going, oh, that was a waste of time. Never done that once in my life. And I'm not going to do it again either. <laughs> You're not starting now. <laughs> I'm not starting now in 2023. Uh... We get Fast X. This is the first part of a trilogy. <laughs> Don't you think they should have maybe told someone like officially? Because like the movie just kind of ends. And if you don't know, pay attention to Vin Diesel talking bullshit <laughs> online. Like, you're just like, well, what the fuck happened to the rest of the movie? Up until last week, I was under the impression that this was the final movie. No, yeah. It's apparently a two-parter, and now it's apparently a three-parter. Again, there's nowhere that it says this. So when you go in, be prepared to watch not half a movie because there's a fucking full fucking movie in here. There's a full but, fucking movie. A but, two and a half hour full fucking movie. But it does just abruptly just, hey, the movie's over now, folks. So this is the Avengers Infinity War <laughs> yeah, it is. of Fast and the Furious. And Apparently, a lot of people didn't get the memo that this movie was coming out because it only made an opening opening weekend box office of $67 million. 
Which sounds crazy low, right? Like, Which sounds crazy low until you go look at Fast 9. Fast 9 only grossed domestically $70 million opening weekend. So it's, so it's close. I mean, this one still did slightly less, but very close. And then it ended up with a worldwide box office of 726. So it made money, probably not the kind of money they thought it would, but domestically... Fast Nine only did one hundred and seventy-three million dollars, which sounds, sounds insanely low. That sounds when like you, they shouldn't have been another Fast and the Furious movie. And that's what I was about to say. If, <laughs> if you're saying a U.S. domestic box office of one hundred and seventy-three million dollars, and I'm sure this movie was already in the works and whatever, yeah. but Fast Ten has a budget of <laughs> yeah. over three hundred million dollars. That's not a, a a a mistake by Joe. This is that is the real number, folks. <laughs> That's insane. So you're telling me like they couldn't cut quarters? And like I listen, I'm not complaining because I still got the type of Fast and Furious movie that I want. <laughs> but there's a huge discrepancy in dollars here, and I, I don't think, know how you explain that. No, I think what happened is because if if people remember. Uh, Justin Lin was making this movie and then they started even making it, I believe. And then like he stopped. I'm not doing this or whatever. Apparently it was because Vin Diesel's, you know, just too annoying. And he said, I had enough of this. So they had to stop production and they had to have someone come and fix it up and finish stuff. So they rewrote the script. They reworked some stuff. So I believe that's what caused such a giant raising budget because sure the movie's crazy but there's nothing in there that's like this movie is you know 400 million dollars well, and that's what i mean crazy like, you're watching it there's listen it has its action sequences it has its cars you get your race you've got big name stars in every scene but there's Too nothing <laughs> yeah but there's nothing explicit about it where you're like that's where the budget went. yes i agree so we get Fast X Gomez, the IMDb description of this one. Oh, what's this one? Let's hear. Dom Toretto and family are targeted by the vengeful son of drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm like, get, okay. <laughs> I love these IMDb descriptions because like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. It's either fucking the full movie or it's like the Vegas cake. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. Uh, but we start off the movie with like a flashback to the big heist yeah. from Fast Five. This is what they love doing. They love squeezing something in from the past to make the future. It's so silly. Uh, so the drug kingpin, Hernan Reyes, he gets killed in this big scene. It turns out, well, we didn't see back then, but we see yes. now is his son Dante is involved in this. And now he's been biding his time. That way he can get his revenge on Dom Toretto and family. And Dante is played by Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa. And I think this movie works because of him. It works because of him. Jason Momoa is one of the coolest fucking bad guys in recent memory. Best. He plays this in a way that is so completely unexpected for this big, muscled-up, tough guy, son of a bitch. You think he's like the drug cartel kingpin guy, bam, bam, shoot him up, beat him up. And he has this 
flamboyance and yes. arrogance and bounce to him that is it is absolutely delightful the best it's literally the best parts of the movie is when he's on screen doing his fucking joker impersonation here and that's what he is he really is becomes like the joker of this like it's just chaotic it just over the top oh so good after fast five we got dwayne johnson introduced to the yeah. fast and furious saga in fast five and people started calling The Rock like franchise Viagra. Like they would bring yeah. him in to spice up a pre-existing franchise that had maybe gotten a little stale, like Fast and the Furious or The Mummy, G.I. Joe. If he was franchise Viagra, Jason Momoa is like pure uncut cocaine. <laughs> no lies detected. <laughs> he's he's like you said, he's playing this joker type character where he believes that making your enemies suffer is more suffer. important than just killing them yes and so first. he has outthought them at every turn he's every obviously turn. put in the legwork and everything he does every scene he's in and especially there's one in particular where he has so he's overtaken cypher's whole operation who's Charlize theron and he's got a couple of her dead henchmen like sitting in his backyard, <laughs> yes. like propped up in lawn chairs. And he's just going over his evil plans like a yes. 60s cartoon bad guy while he's doing a pedicure. Painting the nails, yep. <laughs> and he's got them taped with expressions on their faces and their eyes open while flies are coming in because they've obviously been dead for a while. Dead for a while. <laughs> what a scene. What a fucking scene in a movie. This better win awards for this shit. <laughs> they should make a new a new category just for him. This is what the Oscars need to record to give this man his shine. I'm telling you, you, you won't expect this because, like you said, you expect this big muscle man, and every time there's a bad guy, they always gotta out muscle. Vin Diesel. So always exactly. like, I'm tougher. Mm, I'm tougher. And this guy is, you know, just hamming it up. Like you said, flamboyant. Like, there's code in there. Is he a little gay, right? There's little codes there. Who knows? He's playing it any interpretation you want. But it's so the opposite spectrum that it just really injects. Because this, the fucking movies are silly. And they're goofy. So you need some silly goofiness besides all this... Mm, Vin Diesel mm, just grunting and, and they, you know it, it does add to the layers of development within this character because it shows a more extreme level of derangement than we're used to from our villains in this series, right? Yes, and he's obviously got the financing to pull off some of the stuff we do. We get an all-time great action sequence in Rome in this in this film. So the Rome stuff is cool. I mean, they, we got our, our car chases. We got a bomb slipping through. We got people going every which way. The scene with Jason Momoa, you know, basically racing Letty as they go down on the motorcycles yes. and everything going on with uh, Roman and then Dom trying to stop this bomb. This is like great action movie stuff. And I don't know what people expect. From a fast, and the, oh, they went to space last time. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> this is fucking entertaining action fucking movies. Stop thinking you're going to get gone with the wind when you go see a Fast and the Furious movie. Like, I'm fucking sorry. The same people who said Mario Brothers wasn't realistic enough. J J I wonder fucking why. What do you talk, bro? That movie was so realistic. 
the it was probably when the fight the universe of the Mario Brothers. <laughs> it was perfectly fine. And so I just silly. I don't understand what kind of expectations you people have when you say, "Oh, Fast and the Furious really jumped the shark for me." I'm glad it did for you, but I'm still fucking here. That's because, you know, everything has to be the best and the, the greatest thing. Sometimes things ain't so good. Sometimes things are just entertaining, just meant for you to just have a good time. Yo, you know what? When I go to the movies, I want to have a good time. And I've never yeah. left a movie theater saying I had a bad time at a Fast and the Furious movie. And I mean that. This movie gives you every fucking thing you would want from a... It gave you every star, basically with very, very little exceptions, of the entire franchise... We get a, a big reveal in a mid credit scene that was already spoiled. We didn't bring it up. We, I mean, we brought it up, but we didn't spoil it last time. But The Rock is coming back as Hobbs. We got Shaw. Come back, motherfucker. Yeah, right? oh, I'll never do this again. But guess who showed up? Uh, my biggest complaint. But my I, the first credit thing, the way, the first the way the movie ends with uh, Wonder Woman coming back. That's just the stupidest yeah. thing I ever saw in my life. That's just so dumb. I like it just things have to happen and stay dead sometimes. Like, come on. Cause it also messes up the character of Han. Han's whole thing is his girl's dead. It fucked up his whole life that he went to Japan and to do everything or what. What are we doing? Yeah, look, so I'm dumb. not I'm not gonna tell you that it was like. fucking perfect because one thing I didn't like was this whole Letty versus Cypher. Letty was very like, what are we doing? I yeah, we had too much Letty in this one. And we got that whole fight with her and Cypher in Antarctica prison yes. or whatever, where completely unnecessary, complete you could have cut out that entire sequence. It was a cool looking fight scene. Sure. But it was just so the girls, the ladies had something to do. It was just so they weren't we can... really in the movie. You know, they're like off to the side. So it's like, we gotta have them do something. So we get, I mean, you could have cut 10 minutes off the movie there and no one would have missed it. No. Brie Lawson. What are we doing in this movie, Brie Lawson? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> it's just so random. Like, like, why did this have to be like a an A-list like actor for this little ass stupid role? Like, what are we doing? Like, this is just, uh, what about the bad guy? You like the other bad guy? He's uh, the Jack. He's the Jack Reacher. So he's guy. from Reacher. Yeah. Alan yeah. Richer is his name. I didn't know who he was. He looked familiar to me, but and and I spend most of his scenes going, well, who the fuck is this guy? Because I'm thinking now with the way these people are showing yeah, up, in the movie, the I'm like, I'm like, he's, he's got to be, be someone huge or like an NFL yeah. player or something that I'm just not putting together. And it turns out he's from the show Reacher. I thought he was good. I thought his role was good. But I will say the reveal of his motives I found to be very obvious. I liked it only because, one, it never happens, right? Everyone always, they all become friends always. Yeah. And because also the turn is so quick. He's like, all right, I'm listening. Like right away, he's like, all right, Dom, all right. And so for it to be like, all right, I'm listening because I don't give a fuck. Like that, I liked. So I, I like the swerve because it was. It's something different because it's it's always the same. Hey, we're enemies now. We're best buddies. I, I also like, like how when he's kind of interim in control of the agency, he's poking fun at like all yes, the stuff the whole, that these the people series. have done in the yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Do you know how many people are in his family that have been yeah. on our most wanted? Every time we have a new suspect, is yeah. let off the hook by Dom Toretto. What are they a cult?" <laughs> 
Yes, that's good. So this guy said in an interview, I don't know how real this is, that he heard they were trying to get Keanu Reeves for this role as a bad guy. Supposedly they've been they've been trying since last movie to get Keanu. Oh, man. And they circled back around. And he said that when he got the call, he heard that Keanu had turned it down and that they, they went to him. So he assumes it was the same role. Maybe it would have been different if it was Keanu. But uh, could you imagine Keanu Reeves like fucking shows up for Fast and Furious? Like that'd have been insane. Yes, I can't imagine it. Like I mean, I can imagine a lot of things. I've got a great imagination. So, (laughs) I mean, there are many things I imagine all the time. It doesn't mean they're feasible. But if you're telling me like Keanu Reeves could have been that fuck. Oh my God! Crazy! Man. It would have been so crazy. I don't know if it would have been the same though. I could. I don't know if it would have been the same. I thought because that character, kind of... like, it would have had to be different. Like, it couldn't have been the same type of character. So that changes things around. But, oh it. my God! I would. Man, I would love to see Keanu Reeves pop up in one of the next fourteen pieces of this finale. What do you? Uh, what about our double main man, John Cena? He turned into Goofy Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. I'm glad you brought this up. When we last see John Cena, he's a killer, strange brother. He's a bad guy. And I don't know what has happened. I don't know what happened between the last movie and this movie. But there's a spinoff. Dom Toretto trusts his brother Jacob, as played by 15-time WWE champion John Cena. He trusts his brother Jacob with his son's life now. This Love is a guy it. who tried to kill him not too yes. long ago. And now he trusts him with his son's life. He sends him to oh. his house to protect my boy. And he so does. Fun. And he picks up little B. And he takes him to a secret hideaway in God knows where. <laughs> yes. Where he's been building a fucking G.I. Joe tank in a cave. <clears throat> Oh, so funny! I like don't get. I hate the kid in this movie. Of course, terrible. Because kids are always annoying. But especially in this, like he, I, I mean, I get it. He's a plot device, uh, you know. To we gotta enhance the heels and stuff. So obviously, he's gotta want to steal his kid or kill his kid or punish his kid. Whatever you're gonna do to his kid, it's always a lot more personal when you involve someone's kid. But oh my god, like it's just. There's enough going on. I don't. I didn't think we needed it. <laughs> two two more things. One more thing about John Cena. Um, so John Cena sacrifices himself, <laughs> right? Um, it's like we've seen so many crazy things happen in these movies, but two cars blocking Dom Toretto was just too much. <laughs> that there had to be the ultimate sacrifice. What the fuck is going? <laughs> Like of all the reasons, well, you gotta fuck it. This is it for for a, I, for a series in which no one dies. It's like what, and then also to kill him of all people, the one you have the least connection with. We love yes. him because he's John Cena, but in the term of family, who the fuck cares if this guy fucking dies? He's like, never even been to a fucking cookout. Like, come on. And so now my second thing also is. We got to stop with the, the Paul Walker stuff. It doesn't make any sense that Paul Walker is alive. Fucking family's coming in, but Paul Walker stays with the kids. They never have the kids come over. They never go see him. The wife is coming back and forth all the yeah, time. Yeah, Mia's in and out all the time, but without Brian. You know, we don't send 
the kid over there to hang out with Brian, like that would be the safe place. Not stay in the fucking house. How about you go over there? How come they're not coming after Brian? He was a part of it too. He was driving the car, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the? F so it's just too much. Plus, they also play with it that he's alive, but we know he's dead. So when like he's in the garage, they start playing the sad music. Yep. Like, why is this supposed like to be a, sad? It's like a slow piano version. Of <laughs> yeah, play. When I see you again. But he's not dead. We're not supposed to be sad. There, it's supposed to be a nice mode. But they're like playing with it. It's like you can't have it both ways, bro. Come on, it's just real silly. I, and honestly, I think it does lose. Um, it takes away a little bit from the heart of the movie. You know what I mean? Because. So much of, especially every, you know, all the movies up until he died, he, Paul Walker died, they're based around the friendship of Brian and Dom. And yes. now without Brian there, you've kind of lost that emotional yes. centerpiece there. They haven't been as good since then. They're still fun, but those were good. Like those were some good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. That's all I got there. We can, we can hit some music now. Let's man. do it. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Oh, baby, Fast X. I also hate the way they're constantly changing the way we say these names. Sometimes yeah. we say a number. Sometimes we say the thing. Sometimes we're furious. Sometimes we're fast. F9 was the last one. Yeah, you know. And then the fate furious of the eight. furious. Like, the come, fate of the furious. F8 yes, the of fate. The furious. That's right. The fate. It was Furious 7. That's what it was. Well, one of them was, well, was I think 9 was actually Fast 9, the Furious Saga or something? The Saga or? something. Yes, that's yeah. right. The Saga something. Oh, or F9, the Fast Saga or something. So stupid. We're, we're going to do it. So Fast X here. What is this for on your main man standards, baby? Look, I mean, I, I can say it a hundred times, a hundred different ways. This is still a fun movie. This is a good fucking time at the movie theater. I grew up on 80s action movies. There's a reason I give a shit about Arnold Schwarzenegger getting a goddamn Netflix show in 2023. It's because I grew up watching Commando and Predator and watching Stallone movies like Rhinestone because I love action. <laughs> because that's the kind of shit I care about. And these movies give us something that we don't necessarily get anymore. And I love them, and I want more of them. And you know what? I'm glad we're getting a fucking trilogy as a finale because I don't want this to end. Never. They're never going <laughs> to end. I'm good with that. I don't fucking care. I mean, I'm sure at some point all these characters are going to get real fucking tired if they haven't already of playing these characters. Nah. Well, it's the only not, thing they do. For me, I'm hyped about it. So... Yeah, I understand it made less money at the box office. Sure, I understand a bunch of people have given up on it over the course of the past four or five movies because shit just got more and more ridiculous. That's what fucking makes it fun for me. That's what makes it interesting. They took Ludacris to goddamn space in the last movie. Space. Outer space. And you know what? He fucking drove home. He drove he home. He drove home. 
from fucking space. And these movies rule because of it. There's nothing wrong with more Fast than the Furious. Give me all of the fastness and even more of the furiousness. I am going to give this a quadruple main man, four stars. It fucking rules. And fuck anyone who fucking thinks else. Because if you disagree, you are what's wrong with society. You, the listener of this esteemed podcast where I cast opinions. This movie rules. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Three main men. It's good. I had a good time. They're all, you know, this is what these movies are. They're about three. They're entertaining. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't, you know. I don't think it's going to be my favorite movie of the year at the end of the year. But, you know, it'll be one of the most entertaining. I'll say that. And listen, I, I will say, and I know you agree with me, Jason Momoa fucking steals this show. Yes, 100%. This movie is as fun and entertaining as it is because of the way he portrays this character of Dante and because of the way they get Dante over. Like, they're selling for Dante throughout the whole fucking thing. He's a step ahead of them at every fucking turn. You know, they say, oh, we just need money. Dante's cleared out their fucking bank accounts because he's smart. Fucking... I don't know whose idea it was for him to play the character this way. For I know, all I, I know that. about Jason yeah. Momoa, he could have just read the script and been like, oh, I can have some fun with this. And he went and had the time of his goddamn life. I do. I got to start looking up stuff because I wonder if it was written like this or he just like said, you know, oh, I, 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 I want to try something out here. Just really go for it. Like, And he fucking went for it. Oh, yeah. So I'm grateful that we got this movie. Mm-mm-mm. I wonder, let's see, what is this, 20? We probably won't get another one for another three years or something. That's I hope it's not that long. It's a long time, bro. They ain't going to finish these movies. It's going to be like 10 years before we get the final part of this movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, at least it gives me something to look forward to. Now, that being said, last week we talked about, like, I don't really rewatch these movies a lot. Sure. You ever foresee yourself rewatching this movie? Maybe before the next one comes out, obviously. Yeah, probably. Kind of yeah. But like, do you ever see yourself, t- you know, picking up and saying, you know what? I want to fucking watch that that scene in Rome again. Sure. It's it's a lot of fun. Listen, if if I took, I should do that one day. Do the best scenes of Fast and the Furious. Because like I said, every movie's got at least one scene where you're like, God damn, that was, that was fucking good. And definitely, this one's got a few of them. There's there's yeah. a lot of good action in this. There's, a, there's an awful lot of good action in this. So if that's your thing, man, this movie is serving it up on a platter for you, bro. He throws he throws a helicopter at someone from <laughs> he fucking he wills his he's driving his car. Helicopters come and they're trying to pick him up, and he goes. No, you ain't gonna pick me up. And he just stops it. <laughs> One of my favorite things in this movie is as he's trying to escape, they they like there's that fire, right? And Vin yeah. Diesel's driving down the side of the dam to escape this explosion. Yes. And his idea is to throw on the nitrous. Yes. As if the gas won't fucking cause yes. more of a fucking. Ex- no, we needed that extra boost, bro. And then we're gonna land perfectly in the water. <laughs> That car is made of fucking verbatim. What is it? Vibranium. I can't, I can't even speak right now. Vibranium. 
Oh my god, his car he be his car does 47 tumbles and he just drives off. <laughs> Bro, what a fucking picture. <laughs> hey, some of us will never know what that's like because we're stuck driving Hyundai's. <laughs> some American muscle, baby. <laughs> uh, hell of a week. Hell of a oh. release. Guys, if you haven't seen it, I mean, listen. You know what you're getting into with a Fast and the Furious movie, right? If that's your thing, go see it. Go support it. Watch it on the big screen. Watch it in fucking IMAX because the sound is great. The fucking pictures are great. Some of the sets are outstanding. We get a wonderful street racing scene in Brazil at one point. You know, it's kind of take us back to our roots when it comes to this stuff. So there's a lot to like in this movie. Even if you feel like you have matured beyond Fast and the Furious, which you're an idiot for. Nah, that's silly. But that was this week, Gomez. What do we got happening for next week? So next week's kind of busy. We got a busy weekend. The big release this week is Little Mermaid, Joe. Yes, it is. Oh, baby. I'm probably going to go take Shiloh to see it this weekend so we could talk about that, I'm sure, if you have time. I know you don't need to run to see it, but I'm going to see it, of course. Um, there's also there's a lot of wrestling this weekend. You excited for some wrestling this weekend, Joe? I'm excited for FWF Live <laughs> 5 taping this Sunday in Long Island, oh. New York, and then it'll be released on June 6th on the Premier Streaming Network and in the Power Town Showdown Tag Team Title Match. Me and my buddy, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, will be defending our FWF tag team titles against the team of VSK and the son of the sun, Leo Sparrow. Ooh, look at Joe. Did you, did you hear the CM Punk thing? Did you hear about what CM Punk did? Like, uh, right. You had mentioned, right. There's a, right. It's going to be the brand, be the brand, brand split. split. One, one show will right? be Punk and his friends. And the so, other one... so this past week was the big announcement. Right, the big upfronts, they announced everything. But if you notice, CM Punk was absent on all this material. He was off the poster, he wasn't in the press release. <laughs> so the big rumor and innuendo that's going around here, Joe, is that Punk threw this little fit because of Ace Steel, you know, his best buddy, Ace Steel. <laughs> so something happened with Ace Steel. And so he Ace threw Steel a fit. wasn't gonna be brought back, so Punk decided to sit home. And not so, show up to work until he to... still gets his proper <laughs> spot back in the unbelievable. So they had to Photoshop my man out the poster, take him out all the press release. Apparently, there was supposed to be an announcement on the Dynamite show. It turned into next week we're gonna have an announcement. We're gonna announce where the show's gonna be. So the first show of this new show, the first location was supposed to be Chicago. Oh, big surprise. So the rumor now, though, is that they're finding another location because they can't have a CM Punk show in Chicago without CM Punk. So by Wednesday night, when they announce if it's at Chicago or some other place, we'll know if CM Punk is going to be there. This is the rumor. I can't wait. I'm so excited. What a fucking disaster this guy is. Holy shit. I, I don't know how people are still supporting him, but whatever. I don't get it, bro. I don't get anything. But yeah. So, you know, so there's some stuff, but 
I think for next week, Joe, I think we got to spin a wheel. Oh, do we have such a wheel? Of course. It's time to dust off the wheel of superheroes here, baby. Uh-oh. What do we got to watch next week? Let's see. Let's spin this wheel. This is a good wheel. Don't make noises. (laughs) You know what? It gave us Nick Fury last time. Exactly. It wasn't bad. Oh, oh, look at this. This is a good one. Look at this. All right. Oh, the original Superman. Yes, the wheel has landed on the 1978 Superman movie. This is on Max. It's an HBO movie, so it's on Max. Uh, So, yeah. That's fun, right? You said said you never, never seen, seen this it. before. Never seen, seen any it. of the original Superman movies. I saw it one time a couple years ago. I did a thing where I said, "Let me." I haven't watched some of these superhero movies. Let's watch this. And I remember being a pretty good time. So I'm excited to see this with you. Let's have some fun here. DC, we gotta get ready for uh, the Flash, right? So this is perfect. Yeah. I think this is great. I think it's good timing. And as someone who is admittedly not exactly the biggest of Superman fans to begin with. I think this is a great opportunity for me to kind of explore what makes Superman Superman at more a uh, natural starting point here than what I've just know and heard over the years and seen like the common day Superman. All right. So that's next week, 1978 Superman on Max. That's going to be fun. I'm excited. Can All we just right. keep calling it HBO Max? Sure, we call it whatever the fuck yeah, we want to call, call it, baby. Just calling it Max makes me feel like it's a person or a dog, like a big dog, a hairy, shaggy dog named Max. Feel like, like, um, like the dog from The Little Mermaid, Prince Eric's <laughs> dog. I was going to say, like, the fucking place that we hang out with Zach Morris and... Uh, oh, The Max. The Max. <laughs> Well, it's not, it's not the HBO Max. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Joe. Before we get out of here, come on. We got to spin another wheel. Oh, my God. It's your favorite thing music. to do. It's now time for the big finish. Finish time, Joe. What's your favorite thing here? Spinning wheels. Yes. We're going to do an episode. We just spin wheels for 60 minutes straight. You know who would like that? Joey Hudson. He's a big wheel fan. Everybody would love it. It's the best. We're the best. Here we go. (laughs) What are we going to have on the big finish here today? Oh, oh, oh. Oh. It fell off a of Journey songs and landed on Metallica songs. Mm. We talked about Metallica recently. They had an album come out. We won't find any of those songs on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, I'm a big Ride the Lightning guy, so Fade to Black is going to be on my list. <sighs> Let's see. I mean, maybe one. I do love one. Uh, fuel, I give me fuel, you. give me fire, give me that which I desire. But until it sleeps, I like the Avril Lavigne cover of Fuel. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Enter Sandman. Like it's the best. It, it is, and it doesn't matter where you are, especially because we are uh, wrestling fans at the heart of yes. it. And the connection we have with it that song even because more. of ECW. It just it's one of those songs that transcends wrestling where it's like you know damn well it was not written to be the sandman's entrance theme but man what? it fucking feels like it was right what it was made specifically just for that man it's the best. just for the sandman yeah oh man so let's do all right we're gonna do maybe i do love master of puppets bro oh yeah um sanitarium um i'm not like for whom the bell tolls i think would be up there oh it's a great song um, great song like i'm trying to think uh, seek and destroy i got into uh um, good sting yeah 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 thing <laughs> um jeez i mean there is i there's there so many and um What's a battery? Battery's good. Battery's good. Yeah, all right. We're gonna do Fate to Black, Master of Puppets One. We're gonna do that. So I'm gonna go Enter Sandman. Um, until it sleeps, number four. No, uh, I'll go Fuel, the Avril Lavigne version, number two. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've never heard that version, go to YouTube right now and type in Avril Lavigne Fuel. You'll think something. Um, you'll think something um and i think the other one for me is going to be nothing else matters oh they uh metallica put out this thing like a year or two ago where they put out the black album with like five different cover versions of every song it had like 50 tracks on it it's got like uh ghost does enter sandman uh weezer does enter sandman huh Fucking, I think there's a, a Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny does one of the songs. I can't remember really? what it was. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's just the the Black Album with, you know, track one through six are all Enter Sandmans, but all different people. I think, oh, what is it? Miley Cyrus is on here. What does she do? That's interesting. It's, I don't, I don't, shocked I don't know about this already. Yeah, bro. It's, we it's, love our uh, covers. We do love our cover. Miley Cyrus does Nothing Else Matters. It's great. That's probably really good. Yes, it is. Her voice, it's really good. Definitely check that out. It's called The Metallica Blacklist. It's on Apple, Spotify. You can find it everywhere. Definitely. It's good shit. Definitely good shit. Mm, Good episode, Joe. Good shit. I think so. Good shit. Hit them with them plugs. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to this, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave some comments down below. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, what you agree with, or what you don't agree with. Remember to leave a five-star review. Screenshot that review. Tweet it to us at Cardomez. Maybe we can give you an autographed 8 by 10 as a token of our appreciation. Remember, Monday, we've got the bonus Tron episode coming out with one of our Council of Jeffs, Jeff Manalia, the one Tron fan that is out there. So we will be talking about Tron. So remember to watch that and catch up. That way you're ready for it. 
coming Monday. You can follow all my personal stuff on social media at the Joe Shoes, prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes to get one of these great Captain's Log t-shirts. And of course, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. And subscribe to that Twitch channel, baby. Twitch.tv slash Movie. You never know when I'm going to pop on and show some good shit, bro. And remember, we're watching next week the 1978 cinematic superhero classic, Christopher Reeve in Superman. So have that ready. Have that watched. Have that ready to be spoken about. Because Gomez, until then, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace. Peace.